fantasy time. Round seven. Team lists are upon us. It is grim, Dombrock. It is grim. <laughs> it's a bloodbath. It is uh, one of the worst uh, batch of team lists I've, uh, I've seen. Um, I can barely scrape together a 17 this week. I'm not sure how you're going. A lot of us will be in a situation, I think, around seven. It is. There were problems that we already knew about, suspensions and injuries we already knew about. And then a couple of surprise kicks in the teeth just to go along with it. I've worked out if I make two trades, I've lost six players. If I make two trades and neither yeah, of the same, right? trades I was planning to make and buy two players I wasn't planning on buying, I can get up to 17 on the field, which involves playing all of Kloon, Luai, Drinkwater and Taboy Fido in the 17. Not even sure it's right. good. Anyway, should should we get to them and then... uh, Get cracking. There's many questions to come at the end as well, unsurprisingly. Panthers and Rabbitohs um, has been moved to Cogra from Campbelltown due to the state of the pitch. Panthers are unchanged. It's not a lot of that to come this week, but Panthers unchanged. Mm. Um, Talking points. Cleary had a boomer um, after being a bit dusty against the Eels. Luai played 80 minutes last week with Burton on the bench for zero minutes, um, but did not make it count in the scores. A few other little bits and pieces. Isaiah Yo scoring well is probably notable also. Yeah, I mean... To be optimistic, you can say good good signs there for Luai, even though he didn't score many points. Um, the fact that he's played the full 80, he's kept Burton, you know, at bay for another week. Um, that was a really good win against a really good team. So, yep. you know, going forward, you'd expect Luai keeps that spot now for a long time. I'm almost a little surprised Burton's still got that bench spot at this point. But um, Well, he may not. Tyrone May's in uh, reserves and he's a bit yeah. more of a utility all-rounder exactly, slot yeah. into the back row. So. Makes sense. So, yeah. All we need now, most of us who have Luai, is for him to start scoring some points, but at least he should get some chances to do it. This week would be handy because I really, really need him to. <laughs> Uh, the Bunnies are close to unchanged. Tom Amone obviously is out due to that knee injury. James Roberts has been named on the bench at this point uh, in his spot in an otherwise unchanged team as to whether that changes uh, on game day. We don't know. Yeah. Um, big news for South. Well, they've got a few good scorers at the moment. They uh, had a good win on the weekend. Damien Cook, 103. Massive, massive. game. Uh, he's not in that many teams these days because you know, he's one of the really expensive guys and we couldn't afford all of them. Um, but those who have him, um, especially those who made him captain, were absolutely laughing. Um, Campbell Graham's a left field one in the centres. Um, been scoring really well. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, we spoke about last week as well, had another good game. Um, I think he's the best centre available probably at this point, available at centre or being a fullback. Um, uh, yeah, so again, in these games where the Rabbitohs, certainly the ones the Rabbitohs are winning, he's getting in amongst the trices and mm. offloads, a bunch of tackle breaks. So good signs for him there. I don't know if he's going to keep scoring like that in tougher games like this one will be, but, you know, I guess we'll see Thursday night. That is uh, true. So we'll move on to the Friday games and it starts with the Storm up against the Warriors. Storm um, surprise losers against the Panthers last week. They do have some reinforcements inbound. Josh Adokar is in, um, was off due to the birth of his child um, with his partner last week and Jerome Hughes back from a broken hand in the starting side. Seve and Jax are out. Um, It's really just the same story at Melbourne. Cam Smith and Cam Munster scoring well and Ryan Pappenhausen despite um, being good last year and being in a lot of teams not scoring very well yeah so again trying to stay positive with Pappenhausen because he's in my team he's in a lot of teams 
this is not a week where you can afford to sell someone who's actually playing. So um, to look on the bright side, they've had a, a pretty tough run. We mentioned this last week, I think. Um, Manly, uh, Raiders, Rabbitohs, Knights, Panthers, some of the teams that played already. So they haven't had a chance to play the really weak teams and that's the kind of you know, situation where a fullback can, like Pappenhausen can light it up. This game against the Warriors, who uh, you know, just lost their coach down on morale, down on form, this could be the game where Pappenhausen finally hits a big. He hasn't got a score above 50 yet this year, so this would be a good time to do it. Absolutely. The Warriors, um, I think many of us were hoping against hope that Elias Katoa might actually be named. Uh, despite going off with an ankle injury last week, um, he did return to finish the game, but obviously he's out this week. Jack Murchie starts. Um, I'm also one of the people who was quietly relying on Wade Egan playing this week, and he managed to get himself suspended, which is frustrating. He's actually hit a couple of half-decent scores and, and made a little mm. bit of cash. Um, so that's, yeah, that's very annoying as well. Carl Lawton starts for him. Uh, Kim Amalo back on the wing. Um, they're the main fantasy talking points. Yeah, the Katoa one really hurts. He was making, uh, uh, well, good scores and really big price rises. Um, he was looking like someone to hold for quite a while, maybe not the whole way, but hitting 50 points a game or close to it. Um, 25 with the injury last week and out this week. Really stings. I think he's a hold anyway, but... Um, you want to get another hundred grand out of it in price rises. In price rises, so uh, yeah. At this point, let's just find alternatives, I suppose. Tohu Harris is one of those um, yeah. high-scoring second rowers. I don't know if if he's a buy. If you're looking at someone like him this week, are you in the hunt for a second rower? I am actually. I have to to field seventeen. I have to buy a centre and a back rower, um, and. Uh, the way I'm doing my trades, I've actually got a fair bit of cash for the back row. I'm, I can afford Tamalola, which is the way I think I'm going to go. Um, yeah. Tohu Harris was strongly on the radar just for the um, more attractive price point. The tricky thing with the Warriors is they've just lost their coach, so the new coach can change whatever yeah. he likes. Who knows what that means for rotations and minutes and all that. So probably wise to stay away at the moment from Warriors in general. Yeah, seems like Tohu's been starting on an edge and playing most of the game in the middle, so yeah. we're getting some pretty obscene base stats um, yeah. week to week. And you'd think regardless of, you know, what happens coaching-wise and team selection-wise, being such a good player and such a senior player, he's going to be a, an 80-minute guy moving forward. But yeah, you're right, always risky with that Warriors pack. Second Friday game, the Roosters, the unstoppable Roosters. Um, the Probably the, the team news um, worth mentioning is that James Tedesco has been named, um, failed an HIA after that huge collision with Mike Acevo last week. Six-day turnaround was pretty significant doubt as to whether he'll be named. Now, just because his name doesn't mean he'll play, um, as to still go through the HIA protocols, they've got Ryan Hall on the bench, so he'll come in with Brett Morris going to fullback if Tedesco is out. So he's not a sure thing yet, but the fact that he's named at least means that Robinson hasn't preemptively pulled the pin and decided to rest him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd almost be surprised if he plays, certainly the way this week's going in general. Um, but everything, it's a shortish turnaround, as you said. Um, he's obviously a key player, their best player. They're playing the Dragons. They can, as you said, they had Ryan, they've got Ryan Hall waiting in the wings. They can move Brett Morris to fullback where he's been good. They can probably quite easily rest Tedesco and still win this game comfortably. So I would not be surprised if he's a late out or an out even on Thursday night. Well, they're playing a weak um, team, and last time they played a weak team with no Tedesco, they won by 59 points. So exactly, yeah. They can afford to. Um, Kyle Flanagan putting up 
pretty much keeper level scores, which I was not expecting. Big scores. Yeah, three scores in the 60s uh, on the trot. Uh, goals. Yeah, we were pretty... Sorry? A lot of goals, goals. yeah. A lot of goals, a lot of kick meters. We were kind of um, cautious about him at the start of the season because he kicked goals in his games at Cronulla in the past as well. But the Roosters are obviously flying. Uh, he seems to have improved as a player, um, getting a lot of the playmaking duties, more kick, more kick meters than Kiri certainly helps. So, yeah, I mean, at this rate, if he gets another 50 or 60 and there's no reason why he can't against the Dragons, mm. you know, he's definitely looking like a keeper at this point. Angus and, and pretty good value. Yeah, yeah still. Uh, Crichton putting up some ridiculous scores, but getting a lot of yeah. tries. And, you know, he's probably going to get a few more this year, but for a, a second row, you know, he's got what, four tries in his last three games or whatever yeah. it is. You can't rely on it. So. Yeah. Um, might be a little bit uh, elevated in price at this point. They take on the Dragons, who are coming off back-to-back wins. You would think that comes to an end this weekend. Uh, James Graham um, sadly has departed. Um, one of my favourite players of, of recent years. I always love what he brought to the NRL. He's headed back to the UK. Um, so a few little tweaks in the forward pack there, but not much else um, in terms of changes that is fantasy relevant. Jason Saab, the young winger, comes in for Jordan mm. Pereira. He's got the next fortnight with Pereira out suspended to try and stake his case to hold that spot. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be rushing in Saab to your team at this point. See how he goes for a couple of weeks. Every chance he drops out again. Um, yeah, the real the real value is in... Um, I don't know about value. In Cameron McGuinness is now over $1 million. Mm. Um, what's he averaging? 80 points a week or something astronomical? That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good luck if you've got him already. Probably not the week to get him because he's very pricey. Uh, Zach Lomax looking more and more like a keeper in the centers, especially as all the other fullbacks and centers seem to drop out every week. Got another 50 with a try on the weekend. Mm. He's That's been great. great. Um, yeah. I don't plan on trading him out. Uh, anyone else in that team? Not really. I mean, I'm relying on Clune this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Coming off 25. I thought his scores were headed sort of upwards, but um, didn't really contribute much stats-wise uh, last week. A few demerits as well. I think a, a season high for demerits, um, which is frustrating. Tyrell Formaiono, last two weeks, big minutes mm. in the back row. A few people took a punt on him as a dual position centre. Um, hasn't really delivered much, but um, if you've got him, then he's certainly going to be handy this week. He's still starting in the second row. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the Dragons. Uh, Cowboys and the Knights, 3 p.m. Saturday up there in Townsville. Still no Valentine Holmes. So Hamiso Tobai-Fido gets another game at fullback. Was a disastrous first half for the Cowboys and for him. I think he was on negative still at half time. Yeah, um, he was minus four for quite a while there. Yeah, unbelievable. Um Hopefully, I mean Knights are obviously a good team. They're in second at the moment. Hopefully, you can get a few more, um, a few more attacking stats and a few less demerits this week would be nice. Um, Jason Tamalolo, obviously a elite keeper in the uh, the forward pack. Scott Drinkwater, who I would have mm. sold if I had more trades last week, actually came good with sixty one. Although I um, didn't have him in my seventeen, which probably cost me a few head to heads. Is that pretty much all the fantasy guys? I think so. Josh Maguire is scoring quite consistently in the mid-50s. Um, a bit of a left-field option, covers both of the forward positions. Yeah, drink water, someone I did sell. I told people to sell on the podcast and then he killed it. It's just a one-off yeah. decent score with a, a long-range yeah, try. Yeah, a long-range try. Yeah, exactly. Can't see that keeping up too much. 
Uh, they take on the Knights, who have the number one piece of surprise bad news for the week with all our other dramas. Um, Bradman Best sounds like a fairly honest mistake, a misinterpretation of the um, amended coronavirus biosecurity protocols, went to visit his parents and uh, didn't declare it or didn't get prior permission or whatever it was. So he's in a, a seven-day quarantine. So it should be available the week after, but he's gone this week. And my word, what a headache for many of us. <laughs> Absolutely. I was I was doing all right until that happened. And then, uh, it really forces your hand with, with uh, yeah, outside backs. So, yep, he's a big one. He's a very popular player, obviously, after that massive start of the season. So if you haven't got him, it's, you know, one bright spot this week, I suppose. Um, otherwise, the Knights are going great fantasy-wise. Callum Pong is scoring almost 70 points a game. Just cruising. Uh, Mitchell Pierce has been scoring like a keeper. Apart from that one game, uh, we got injured, which was minus one, which has dropped his price down a bit. So he's still very affordable for someone who could score 55 or up this year. Daniel Sofidi's scoring like a keeper. Yeah. It was massive last week against Brisbane. And uh, Shani Matadi, are you looking at him in the centres? I think um, I'm going to have to score buy him high this 40s. week. I was going to buy Callum Ponga for Tom Travojevic, and now I can't. Um, if I want to field 17, I have to buy a centre. Um, a few people will probably be in a, a similar situation. I'm obviously not selling Bradman Best. I've already got uh, Zach Lomax. Um, not too many centre options looking likely other than uh, Sione Mataudia. So after, was it back-to-back big minute or 80-minute games? I'll pull up his numbers. Yeah, he's played, yeah, I think he's played been playing 80. 90 minutes in, in round three for the draw, 68 minutes against Canberra, and then back-to-back 80-minute um, games, 66 and 53, um, with almost 100 tackles across the um, the two games. Very few demerits, which has been a problem for him uh, in the past. Um, probably the other issue in the past is um, head knocks and some concussion layoffs, but mm. he seemed okay on that front this year. Bit of, I guess, Mitch Barnett, potentially a job security issue. I kind of feel like um, Sione keeps that starting spot, even with Barnett back. He's been playing well and um, he's yeah. a guy that coaches tend to like just for his you know, dedicated and wholehearted sort of way of going about things. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, the Knights don't need to change too many things you would think, to keep rolling on. So I think his spot is pretty safe at this stage. Yeah, I'm looking at bringing him in. Um, The second Saturday game, the Broncos and the Titans. um, If the Broncos are going to beat anyone, you think it's going to be the Titans. They've been all sorts Mm. recently. Four straight losses since the resumption. Um, Anthony Seabold has decided to make a few changes. Um, so Jermaine Ozarko drops from fullback to the bench if anyone is still holding him. He's definitely a sell. Fanatesi Niu, um, who we've seen a little bit at, at rep level, gets his um, NRL start at fullback. Very cheap with a high break even due to some very small minutes stints off the bench, but um, certainly one to watch. I mean, potentially a, a desperation trade in this week or one to trade in next week if he goes well. Um, Carrigan out is one of many people's dramas, certainly one of my dramas, a very... Silly, uh, cheap shot to the back of Mitchell Pierce yeah. last week. Cost him a week on the sidelines. Thomas Flegler also out. Um, Payne Haas got a surprise 20-minute rest last week. Scored uh, in inverted commas only uh, 55, which normally 55 in 60 minutes from a front row in fantasy you'd be happy with. But we've been a bit spoiled with Payne the last year and a bit. Um, what else is going on there? Jamil Hopawati's back after we all sold him, assuming yeah. another run. Yeah. Corey Pakes, we don't have to worry about his uh, pronunciation anymore because he's out of the team. Got to... I've lost him as well, yep. 
Yep, pec injury. He was probably on the way out, any, way out anyway with uh, Zach Luke starting. Um, yeah, that's about it. As you said, the new fullback, I'd, I'd wait a week unless you really need someone this week, which I guess a lot of people do. Um, even if he scores 40, his price won't change. He'll still be yeah. 212K, so uh, break even of in the mid-40s. Uh, because of those low scores, as you said. So, yeah, wait and see how he goes if you can. And, yeah, Payne Haas, I'll be making captain again this week. He had one lobbish score. When was it? Round two, he got 52. And we were, mm. uh, maybe we should switch to Tomalolo or whatever. And then he got 85 for the next week. And then two more 80s in the week after that. So, I think mm. he'll be a big scorer again this round. It's plating rolling the dice on McInnes, who's been going pretty well. Yeah, that's Having true. spent all my money on him two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Decide closer to the time. They take on the Titans, who have a few changes. Uh, Tonomapia is out with a knee injury. Copley's back in, but the um, the real headache for many people is Aaron Clark dropped right as he was starting to look safe and, and scoring well. Um, the um, coach Justin Holbrook apparently deciding more changes were warranted after a, a brief false dawn a couple of weeks ago. Mitch Rain, um, who's been a fantasy gun in the past, is uh, back at hooker. I haven't seen his price. I assume he's not cheap enough to be worth looking mm. at. What is he? Yeah, I mean, fifty-seven. Yeah, no way. If you want to jump off board, guys like Jamal Fogarty is same price basically as Clark in the same situation. Um, he's been scoring, well but uh, halfback too. Yeah, for a halfback in a losing team, mid-40s yeah. is fantastic. Um, Clark was hitting similar scores uh, at hooker, which makes a bit more sense through our defence. But, yep, um, out of the team now. Foto Waker, I guess, is the one big bright bright light in this team, as we've talked about a few times. He's still hitting these 60s. I think he might be improving slightly in his scoring. Still under 700K just, so really good option in the front row if you haven't been smashed by injuries elsewhere. Yeah, we all have. Fantastic. Um, Eels and the Raiders, looking forward to this one at Bankwest Stadium on a Saturday night. Um, not too many changes for the Eels, though they are sweating on Nathan Brown getting off at the judiciary, um, which kicks off in a couple of hours from as we record this. Yeah. Um, Brad Takarangi in for Penny Terrapin on the bench, but otherwise pretty similar stuff. Not too many great scores uh, against the Roosters last week. It was a cracking game, but the Roosters sort of seemed to squash um, Mitch Moses in particular, who's been a, a really reliable scorer, but um, Roosters will do that to you. Um, Ryan Madison, probably the, the real breakout. He's had a, was a back-to-back 80-plus scores. He's been going fantastically yeah. well. Yeah, massive game. And he can do it you know, at both ends as well. So he got 50-yard tackles against the Roosters. Um, and he can score tries. He gets tackle breaks. He's really good all around. Uh, score, score us. So uh, he doesn't come cheap anymore, 815K. But one of those um, top-end players this year. And yeah, as you said, Mitch Moses... Uh, I think you're yeah, kind of safe in discounting uh, scores in, for backline players against the Roosters when the Roosters are on like they were last week. So 37 is not not terrible, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets back to 50s this week against Canberra. Just having a look, 75 and 88 the past two games for Madison. No scores under 50 all year, although those are his only scores over 60. But, um, yeah, like you said, pretty reliable tackle counts and a few bits and pieces of assists and busts and a, a try against the Panthers. So I'm um, having a really good fantasy season. Raiders are unchanged um, fantasy-wise. It's nice to have Corey Horsburgh back. George Williams hasn't quite kicked on in terms of his scoring. Um, anyone else really on the fantasy front? Papali scoring high 50s, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a bit pricier than guys like Fodawaka, so 
a lot of people probably skip him, but he's, you know, an established keeper in the front row. Um, that's pretty much it. Corey Horsburgh, is, is he a chance of staying there all year? He's playing lock. Bateman yeah. comes back at some point. I mean, Bateman obviously had the setback, um, which was going to be the big threat if Bateman sort of, he was probably going to take uh, Joe Tarpany's edge spot, which then mm. makes Tarpany a threat of taking some of the middle time off Horsburgh. But he's sort of, you know, Soliola is only getting one spell, like sort of 20 something minutes a game. And then you've got, you know, between Havili, Gula, Sutton, you know, a lot of these sort of either yeah. fringe guys or less experienced guys. Uh, Hudson Young's now on the, the bench as well. Uh, Dynamis Louis potentially back in the team at some point. But yeah, Horsburgh, a bit more dynamic, a bit more about him, a few kind of offloads yeah. and that sort of thing. Brings the odd arrow, but um, he, he had something to their their team. So he looks pretty and safe. Yeah. Yeah, he only really needs 50 minutes to score 50 points a week. So, you know, even if he's on the bench, he should score all right. But, you know, fingers crossed he starts for as long as possible. Yeah, I think if he loses a starting spot, he's probably going to be a sell. But, um, yeah, playing 50 or more minutes is uh, is pretty handy. Uh, Manly and the Sharks, Battle of the Beaches on Sunday afternoon. Um, Tom Travojevic, as we already knew, is out. It's looking like probably a two-monther, so he's definitely a sell. Um, I guess at least he was able to put on a bit of a score before he went off last week, but, geez, it's bad timing. Um, Dylan Walker's actually in quite a few teams, 6% of teams-ish. Hmm. He's out for um, certainly long enough to make him a sell with a broken foot. Um, so a few changes to their back line. They do get George Tafur and Marty Tapau back from injury um thoughts yeah um you know Trubovich news is bad as you say um to power uh yeah his price is going to drop for a bit because of that injury so he'll be one to watch in maybe three or four weeks keeping the back of your head um factor him in possibly as a long-term keeper front rower he's been scoring really well before that injury mid 50s very consistent so one to watch. DCE has been rock solid all year. Um, one of the two or three best halves. Probably him and Cleary at this point are going to be the two top halves. So if you can get him, he's a good one to get as well. Jake Trubovich hasn't quite been his, his old self this year. So even though his price has dropped a bit, I'm not quite sure about splashing out on him when there are guys scoring 60 and up. Yeah, he's sort of been the same, whereas a lot of other guys have really jumped up, up and yeah. it's left him behind dc like you say four scores in a row between 57 and 61 that's some sort of consistency yeah. uh not quite as dynamic with a high ceiling as someone like you know cleary and, and moses but uh, an absolute walk up for high 50s low 60s every week so nothing to sneeze at uh they take on the sharkies who were not particularly convincing against the bulldogs um put andrew Fafita in the starting side for hamlin ueli otherwise it's the same team um, Sean Johnson's been going. I was actually planning mm. on buying him before I lost half my team. <laughs> yeah, he's been really good. I think he's got the most tries in the comp. Um, yep. His numbers have been, you know, quite good. A few scores in the seventies. Um, you know, he's been a fantasy gun in in his day. So yeah, he's certainly an option. Costs what seven hundred and forty something when the the top guys are getting up towards eight hundred, eight fifty. So. Yeah, pretty good option. I mean, he is yeah still a slightly erratic half in a team that's in the bottom half of the table, so it's a bit risky. But um, you know, his pedigree is really good, so not a bad buy. I think um, anything else in terms of buys there? Maybe Rudolph's still going well, but you know, well past buying him. 
Yeah, I mean, had some questions about some um, some random ones. Someone asked, I think, about um, Bryson Goodwin, who actually scored pretty well, but isn't cheap yeah. enough to be, you know, really worth considering. And obviously, I was bumped up by a try as well. Um, I mean, Sione Katoa had a great game, but it was a hat trick yeah, for a week. Hat-trick. If could easily get teams on a, a different week. Um, that's probably about yeah. it for the Sharkies. Um, did we talk about Rudolph? He's probably getting close to a. It's probably maybe two yeah. more weeks, three more weeks. Yeah, I think a few more weeks before you can sell him. Yep. Uh, Sunday night, last game of the round, the Dogs up against West Tigers. A few changes for the Dogs, mostly due to some ins and outs in the back line with injury and such forth. Nothing particularly fantasy relevant. Um, very little fantasy relevant at all, to be honest. I guess um, Jake Avarillo is, I think, is their most popular player and he's put on some decent scores the last two weeks after getting a bit more of a chance in attack. Yeah, he um, he looks a lively type, you know, with the ball. Um, got, I think, 20-odd tackles playing the centres last week. Made a few tackle breaks the week before. Kicked goals as well with Nick Meany out. Nick Meany might be back this week, so that might uh, end. And they've got Holland in the centres as well, so a few kicking options. But, um, yeah, he's quite cheap in the centres if you need a centre, you know, a cheapy centre. Will Hopper White is a more reliable option in the centres. Um, got a try, which got him 50, what, 55, 56 points. Um, he should score around 40 most weeks. So uh, pretty consistent option, covers fullback and centre, kind of a, a budget, Latrell Mitchell maybe. Um, that's about it. That is about it. Uh, West Tigers, um, Tommy Talau is back, possible cheapy. Um, Robert Jennings, I think, tweaked to Hammy. Um, a few other changes in the forward pack. Nothing really fantasy relevant other than the confirmation that Alex Twal is out um, for at least this week and probably a couple more after that. Um, and obviously Harry Grant just doing phenomenal things for a, uh, yeah. For a cheapie. Yeah, so Twal will be saying a sell if it's, if it's three weeks. It's a, it's a really tough one. I mean, normally more than two weeks is a sell, but this year is a weird year with fewer trades and, and all that. I don't know. It'll, yeah, it'll depend on team balance, team depth, how many trades you've got left, and if you can, you know, if you're sitting pretty at the top of your head-to-head league, and you can kind of wear him out yeah. for wear him as a as an out for three weeks, it might be worth um, holding. Holy. But yeah, ideally three plus weeks for a player that valuable is a, a trade. And uh, yeah, Tony Talao, you mentioned. Um, I was disappointed that he didn't play last week. That he was injured last week. I would have picked him. <laughs> ahead of the hammer who we talked up quite a bit and then uh, flopped pretty hard in the first half of that Cowboys game. Um, similar kind of price in the mid 200s, but got good base stats, got half a dozen tackle breaks since one game a couple of weeks ago. I think he's preferred ahead of Robert Jennings when they're both fit, even though they've been taking turns getting injured for the last few weeks. <laughs> he's probably um, more of a centre really. Tell he is a centre, yeah. Have a good game on the, on the wing. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, if you were to get him, fingers crossed, I guess he holds that spot on the wing. I don't think he's going to get around the centres anytime soon. They've got uh, Lelou and Mbai, who are two you know, experienced campaigners, so unless they really shake things yeah. up, I can't see Talal moving in there. Who knows, unless he has a wow of a game or something, but no, I think I mean, winger is his spot. Lelou has got that spot for the rest of the year, barring him getting yeah. injured. Mbai 
you know, conceivably could, could move, move for someone yeah. else if, if they got injured or he was needed somewhere else. But yeah, they do look pretty settled. Um, that's all of the team changes. Let's have a look at some questions. Some of these did come in before team list drops. There might be a few additional um, surprises to some of these uh, questions. But I'll start off with um, Kano, who still has Jamil Hopawadi um, and has probably since discovered that Jamil Hopawadi is actually playing off the bench, but he's looking to move on for a decent front row or second row low cost option. Um, do we have any low cost forwards at the moment? Not really. Uh, not really. It's it's more in the backs. Um, Jolliffe started last week back to the bench. Jolliffe. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's not there's, much. Sioni's not exactly a cheapie, but as a second rower, sure. okay. Again, you only really want to buy him if you're going to put him in the centres. Um, second half of that question was, as a partner for Moses, should you get DCE or Cleary? I'd go for Cleary um, pretty easily. I, I think Cleary at this point. He, I mean, he had a quiet game a couple of weeks ago, first game back from a few weeks off. But, yeah, massive game on the weekend against the Storm. Can go huge. Just got 120 a couple of times, so... Um, the edge. Captain Jack writes in, which Morris, Brett or Josh? Uh, if this is a fantasy question, I would say neither. If it's a life yeah. question, I would say both because they're amazing. <laughs> it's two bad answers, I think. But yeah, <laughs> neither is <laughs> neither is the answer. They're, they're great players. They're not really fantasy relevant, I think. Yeah, correct. Alex Cleary writes in with a message I can certainly relate to. It just says, please help. I wish I yep. could. I need help also. Um, Me too. Uh, here's a second part to that question. Uh, basically, my whole team sucks. Still need to move Hopawadi. I uh, probably don't move him yet. Take it one more price rise. Um, I mean, Hopawadi's break even is one at this point, so definitely hold for yeah. me. He also has Corey Pakes, Pat Carrigan, Eliasa Katoa, Pappenhausen, and Jesse Ramian. Who to move on? Um, out of those, to get a decent score this week, you're going to have to sell Carrigan or Katoa probably. Um, and I would, mm. of those two, sell Katoa. Well, I yeah, I mean, I am selling Katoa, so that's my advice. Oh, okay. Do we know what Katoa's prognosis is? No, I don't imagine he'll be out for long, and he can score yeah. pretty well when he's in. Um, yeah, Carrigan is a bit more of a consistent scorer. Yeah, I've got those guys, and I'll be holding both of them at this point. Um, I'm going to need, I think, Katoa's price rises to afford some decent players later on, and Carrigan, I think, is a keeper for me this year. Um, Corey Pakes is not. Very expensive. He's only three hundred and ten grand or something, but I can't at this point see him playing it again anytime soon. So I think he's the one to sell. Although you can't, you know, upgrade him to a great scorer, unfortunately. Yeah, sell Pakes for a cheapie and take the seventy or eighty grand cash, and then hopefully upgrade Katoa to someone uh, useful. Um, Eugene Tan says, "Should I get Daniel Saifidi or should I?" Um, should I get Dan Saifidi or should I wait for Marty to power? Presumably it's to wait for Marty to power to come down in price. Um, to power's a bit more of a, a known scorer, although, like you said, Saifidi's going yeah. to be a keeper this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's probably safer to wait for to power. Um, mm. it's, it's hard to know with these guys who have a great five or six weeks whether that's going to be the new normal or whether this is a, a, just a good run of form. Often it's the latter. Um, you don't know it until after you've bought them. So, yeah, S safer move is waiting for Tapao, I think. Yeah. Um, 
I agree. Michael wants to know what is the go with Roger Tuivasa Shek. Stats seem to be falling off a cliff, but looks very busy when I actually watch the games. Um, yeah, he's not that long ago we sort of had him up there with your Tedesco's mm. and Pongers and Turbos as sort of the big four of fantasy fullbacks, but it's not so much the case um, these days. Yeah, it's not for lack of trying. He's still a, a good player. That the team's struggles haven't really helped him, although they have won two of the last four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the thing the thing he's missing that the other fullbacks get is attacking stats. So mm. he's had, I think, no tries and no assists, no try assists this year. I'm not even sure if he's had any line break assists. He's had a couple of try saves, yeah, and good correct. meters, but but nothing on the attacking front. And playing for one of the weaker teams in the comp that's really going to hurt your chances there. So I think that's the, the short answer. Yeah, a lot of meters, sort of 200-ish meters a week, plenty of kick defusals and a you know, reasonably handy supply of tackle bus. But yeah, no tries, no try assists, um, no line breaks at all and no line break assists is, is the yeah. problem. Um, might be one yep. to look at if they can somehow find their mojo. They have changed their coach. Maybe they're going to you know, rejig their attack and pull a few changes. Maybe they're going yeah. a bit of a, a run. But um, yeah, at this stage, steer clear. Um, Matthew Tabbitt is contemplating selling Elias Katoa and Tommy Turbo for Talau and Ponga. I think that's good moves. I like that. Uh, yeah, they're both good buys. I might look to buy one or both of those guys myself this week. Yeah, it's sort of you know one down and one up, so you get a, a cheapie and a, a keeper. So um, good moves there. Uh, Tyrone Debased God is looking at selling Twal and Turbo for Aaron Clark and Callum Ponga. I assume that was before the Aaron Clark <laughs> news came in. But if you swap yes. Aaron Clark for one of the other cheapies, potentially it depends on what spot you need filled in your team. But either a Tommy Talau or a Tessie New or someone, then um, that would make it a better yeah. set of trades. Or, or Fogarty's very like for like with mm. Clark these days. Starting to get a bit more pricey now, Fogarty. You missed a few um, yep. price rises. Um, here, Snell has Twile and Turbo, as many people do. Do I bring a premium back and a mid-range or cheap forward or go the other way with a premium forward and a cheap back? Yeah. <laughs> Try to think more in terms of <laughs> keepers and cash cows. So there aren't that many mid-range guys now who are, like genuinely mid-range guys who you want to keep. There are a few who are still undervalued, like yeah, what a waker um, or guys on the way up. Maybe Sione Natalia, I don't know. Um, Maybe, yeah. Again, but, you want him yeah, in the centres if you want him at all. It's, exactly. So if you can't afford two genuine keepers, then then get a, a real cheapie who's going to make you some good money and get a gun with the other buy. And again, just based on who's available, you're probably going to be looking at a cheap back and a better forward because most of the forwards that yep. are good are already priced in. Whereas, like we said, Tommy Talao, Tessie New, potentially Hamiso Tabuifudo, even though he's coming off a poor score, would be the, the cheaper options in the outside backs. Uh, Paul yep. Burns writes in Turbo and Isaaco for Teddy and one of either Coates or two. Uh, Talao? Talao. Yep. Um, I guess wait and see on Teddy. We should know by Thursday night if he's definitely in or not. He's obviously a you know absolute top tier keeper if he is. Um, Coates, I'm a bit worried about. He obviously had that long range intercept try last week. Mm. He had, I think, he had the week before he had a try and still had a, a terrible score. Um, I definitely get Talau over Xavier Coates, but um, Turbo and Isaac are yeah. both sells. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm not entirely sure who sticks around in the Broncos backline. 
when Stags is back, they're gonna to have to reshuffle something. So, you know, Farnworth or Coates, one of them goes probably. So yeah, as you said, Tolau's probably a bit safer. I think Coates probably looks pretty safe. I would dare say that um, Farnworth would go out for Stags when he's eventually back. But um, yeah, Broncos, you can't really guarantee at the moment. Um, anyone else? A lot of people with similar problems. Similar questions. Um, or just agreeing they cannot field a 17 this week. Uh, Ryan Didrickson, who's the best cheapy cash out out of Tommy Talau, Tessie New, Jake Avarillo, and Tavita Funa? Um, I'd say this week, Talau or Avarillo. I'm not 100% certain about Avarillo's job security going forward. They've had a few injuries and suspensions in the back line, and the Bulldogs might just change things up as the season goes on anyway. But he's a young guy, and he might get his chances. Um, the others you can wait a week. Certainly new at the Broncos, his price won't move too much. So I'll wait and see how he goes this week and maybe get him next week. If you were making a trade this week, I would probably go Tommy Talau. Um, question from Alessandro Taloka. Will Toby Rudolph get DPP? Well, that would certainly be very handy for me, but um, no, he certainly won't be getting DPP as he's only started there once and has not been named there on a Tuesday. Um, so no DPP, unfortunately, for Toby Rudolph. Um, Matt Sindone, any idea why Aaron Clark is out? Will hurt to trade him with a negative break even? Just dropped, I think. Um, coach has yeah. gone for... Mitch Rain to come back in. Yep, looks like it. Uh, Joseph Mayota has to trade out Twal and Travojevic. Do I bring in Ponga in a second rower under 608k or do I bring in Latrell and Isaiah Yo? Um, I think Latrell and Yo out of those options. Yeah, I think so. There's no great keepers under 600 in the back row, so go plan B. I tend to agree. Um, Tom Chodor, any cheap back rowers to get me to 17? Also, any word on how bad Katoa's injury is? Um, no good cheap back rowers at the moment, unfortunately. We've touched on Sione, um, who's probably more of a centre option than a fantasy back row option. And, I, yeah, I guess someone like Sione, you could play in the second row just this week if you needed someone and then move into the centres later on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, not sure about Katoa, but you would hope the fact he finished the game, it's not too serious. Um, Simon Bartley is thinking of Turbo and Katoa out. Edwards and Pango Jr. in. I don't think I like Edwards or Pango Jr. as trade-ins. Yeah, yeah, both a bit too left field for my liking. Pango um, Jr.'s uh, aggression is getting him in trouble still. So say no to those two. Almost lucky not to be charged again in his first game back. And he, he can score big when he gets it together, but um, yeah, far too risky with better options around, uh, I think. Um, that's all the questions. A lot of people asking for extra trades this week. I also would like extra trades this week. But, it, um, it would be great. Unfortunately, we're um, we're stuck with what we've got, so do your best to get up to 17. The good news, I guess, is that pretty much everyone's in a very similar boat. Yeah, on that front, it might be worth, again, just trying to think long-term. Don't hurt your long-term chances just for the sake of getting in any two players this week. You know, when you, you might win or lose your head-to-head -head game this week, but you know, long-term is going to matter more. So I think still try to plan for your final team mm. with whatever trade you make this round. Yeah, don't make trades that you are going to regret deeply in a week or two just to, for the sake of getting 17 on the park for this week, I'd say. Um, anyway, that's 
all the teams and all the questions. A lot to get through this week. Um, as usual, we will have the fantasy video with myself and Tanisha on Wednesday, Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday, or the Late Mail and Breaking News on NRL.com. Um, good luck with your trades and your teams. Uh, it's going to be a few headaches this week. Don Brock, uh, thanks again for joining us. Thank you.